I always feel with our, like, countdown, it's like the, uh, you know, when you go to the movies with the IMAX, you know, where it's like, ten, mind-bending sound. Nine, someone tickles your bickle while you watch, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's one of the most uncomfortable parts of going to an IMAX movie. Someone <laughs> yeah, is that someone, someone underneath your chair starts tickling your bickle. Well, yeah, because they sell pickles. They sell pickles at movie theaters. Or they used to. I don't know if they still I do, feel like that's... Some theaters. Yeah, I feel like the countdown is worse, though, in the 4D. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Perfect perfect intro, honestly. Perfect. Yeah, okay. Um, moving right along. Uh, hello and welcome back. Uh, getting, getting away from that cold open as quickly as possible. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sometimes we write these and I guess I, I did a bad job pitching. I don't know. It, it got yeah. through all the other pitches. So imagine what we didn't say, you know? Yeah, exactly. Got through the like six or seven rounds of revisions, all the production yeah. staff. It's a big studio over here, you know? <laughs> No. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry, how'd this one get through the cracks? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? We're gonna have to fire Steven over that Jay, one. Jay, they, they're gonna fire. People will pay for that cold open. <laughs> yeah. We're actually gonna charge all of our employees uh, money. And you the listener. Yeah. Uh anyway, with that, <laughs> we're the Tough Cut Podcast, and I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. And I'm Jakers. 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 <laughs> I like that. We've been doing that a lot lately. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just fun. It's just, it's just uh, fun. And this <laughs> is episode 74, part two of our Jack Black bracket. Nice. It's still Say like, that three times fast. Uh, that would be tough. It's a I think it actually would be pretty hard. Does Jack anyone want to try? Jack Black. Jack Black. Jack Black. I feel like um, I'm going. Burp, 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 burp. Like I'm a little muppet. Is that Jack Black? coming at you in today's episode we've got jumanji welcome to the jungle versus nacho libre and then the second half we've got be kind rewind versus peter jackson's king kong did you is that like how you know that movie do you know it as peter jackson's king kong yeah i also know it as that I didn't realize it was Peter Jackson until I was watching it this time. And then like watching it through because I haven't seen it since I was a kid and watching it now on a DVD rip. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Watching it now, I was like, oh, this is really Peter Jackson-y. Yeah. Yeah. What else has Peter Jackson done again for the viewers Um, at home? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, something about... He did <laughs> but it's really Peter Jackson-y. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's the thing people know him from. Right, the Lord, the Lord, the Lords of those rings. Wait, Jake, I'm sorry. Do you know Peter Jackson as the guy who made King Kong 2005? <laughs> Is that what you know Peter Jackson um, as? <laughs> look, <laughs> I think you can be exposed to filmmakers at any point of their careers. Some people know Gore Verbinski as the mouse hunt guy, you know? Some yeah. know him as the pirates guy. Yeah. But no one knows him as the Lone Ranger guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoiler warning. We're going to be spoiling these movies that we include in here. Uh, and we'll be spoiling probably them. Probably some others. Probably some others. We, we spoil a lot of stuff. But if you're mad at, at that, just uh, bully us on social media. At Tough Cup Pod. We got an Instagram and a Twitter and a Letterboxd. Um, Take it up with our lawyer if he still has a job. <laughs> Dude, we're going to see this mess up with that cold open. Uh, yeah, he's also one team. of our lead writers. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine it. I, that's like a huge conflict of interest, right? If your lawyer is your writer. Is that is that weird? 
I mean, if they're in house, you know, in house counsel. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would hope our you lawyer made that house. <laughs> yeah, instead of hiring a law firm to represent us, we have an in-house counsel because we ball We like pay that. our employees in houses, actually. We just get them houses. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Big lore drop on the Tough Cut podcast today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, what, is there anything else we need to say or are we just we just getting into it? I think Alex says what we're doing. Uh, we are. Well, I did last time. I feel like my yeah, job's a, a one-er. I just do it the first time. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, this is Jack Black yeah. Do it racket. again, but this um, time add like three more adjectives. That's your challenge. Go. This is the good, fun, sexy Jack Black bracket. <laughs> uh, these movies have Jack Black in them. Nice. Yeah. We did it. And that's, that's pretty my good. Job. Someone uh, might start with the second one. There's actually no reason to start with one. You can start with two. That's yeah, true. I guess. Theoretically, we could spoil what happened in the first episode of the bracket. I don't I okay. feel like we probably have at some point. We we normally we do at the have. end of this episode. Oh, yeah, that's true. Our, our listeners right. listening all the way through. Bracket. Yeah, do they you know, we have like <laughs> an eighty percent audience here? retention. Yeah. They they Come drop on. the hell off as soon as I start rambling. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you have a couple more things before we vote. <laughs> <laughs> um Alex, do you want to go ahead and introduce Nacho Libre? Yeah, sure. Uh, Nacho Libre, released in 2006, directed by, uh, directed by Jared Hess. Jack Black plays Ignacio, uh, also known as Nacho. Uh, and he is a monk at an orphanage in Mexico. Um, his parents, one was a missionary and one was a uh, priest, and they tried to convert each other. And they had him as a little baby, but then they died, and then he lived there. Um, and there are a bunch of other little children orphans there too. And he decides that he loves wrestling and he wants to make the church some money. So he's going to go be a, a luchador, but it's wrestling is bad against the church. So he's got to hide his identity and that's Ooh. Nacho Libre. Um, I picked this movie because from my childhood, I feel like this was the most Jack Black movie. Mm. Matt, you're looking at me like a crazy person. <laughs> No, 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 no. Not talking about you. I fell down a rabbit hole. This film's directed by Jared Hess. I went to look at his filmography and there was a an entry for a Minecraft movie that only has Jason Momoa listed as an actor in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, is this fake? Is what is what is happening? You literally just did a mad lib. There was no way that sentence was real. <laughs> I like can't wait to see Jared uh Jason Momoa as uh, Minecraft Steve, Steve from Minecraft. Yeah, sorry, I did not mean to fall down a fucking rabbit hole while you were describing <laughs> this movie. Uh, um, Jason, but what's happening? <laughs> what is going anyway, on? Anyway, sorry, you think of this as the most Jack Black, Jack Black movie, Alex? Sorry. Not necessarily, but I mm. think of th- this when I was a child. Oh, okay. Was okay. like the Jack Black movie. You know, like my friends and I weren't super into Tenacious D. Um, I guess people liked. School of Rock, but to me, hey, that hey. was like no, <laughs> no slander. School of, Rock, School of Rock's a great movie, but to me, School of Rock was a great movie. Nacho Libre was the Jack Black movie, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't okay. exactly know why. Like it, this to me is just like this is what I picture Jack Black as, and it's been interesting watching this bracket because this is like extremely heightened of what Jack Black I think normally does. So it's kind of interesting. I don't know how well this I didn't know how well this movie would hold up when I pitched it. Um, And I think it does an okay job. I was 
pretty pleasantly surprised that so much of the cast is actually Latinx besides him. Besides um, him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they like, they like try to explain why he's a white man there, which I guess is admirable that they didn't just like put him there for no reason. Yeah. What do you guys, what do you guys think about this movie? What What are your relationships with Nacho Libre? Matthew, you should go first. Yeah. So as a child, my friends, we were Tenacious D fans. Um, thought that was fucking sick, dude. That's it. Hard stop. Okay, so I think Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess I missed the memo. And my friends all saw Nacho Libre at some point. Um, and <laughs> they saw it without you. I don't know if they, they didn't like. I don't think they saw it together. They might have, which would be very sad. Uh, but maybe they did. Is this your like <laughs> villain origin story? Is this like that Fly the Concord song where it's like, I saw my friends, they're into town. <laughs> you know that one? Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Uh, I got hurt feelings. Yeah, there we go. Hurt um, feelings. God, I love Fly the Concord. Yeah, it's great. Um, and I just never saw it. So like all of their, I don't know, they're like yelling nacho and jumping around and saying, Nicole twist. Yeah, just like never, never hit me. So this was actually my first time seeing this movie. You like, wait, what? Right? Wait, you seen Nacho Libre? Whoa, that's yeah. crazy. Whoa, um, this is a very odd movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's weird. There, like, there's like a lot, a lot visually that's like really interesting. Um, I mean, the premise is wild as hell. Yeah, it, it, there's like there's like competing pieces where like. On some level, it's like a competently made and sometimes interestingly made film. But on other level, I feel like a lot of it, I'm like, there's not a lot going on right now. Um, I don't know. It uh, It's so interesting. It like it's made by Nickelodeon. But at the same time, it very, very badly wants to be made by Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah, there, there's like a lot. Funny. Yeah, there's like a lot of visual flair going on in like there a is. very interesting way for a movie where Jack Black is is pretending to be um, a lucha libre, mm-hmm. you know, or a luchador. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, with that said, I generally had a fun time with it. I think some of the jokes hold up. I think there are some that are just like really, really bad. Yeah. Um, but his fits do be kind of killer, though, you know? You do be thin. Costume design was cool. Anyway, yeah, what about um, you, Jake, now that I've rambled for three no, minutes about dude, what I it's, thought it's, about it's, this it's, movie? It's totally... That's why we're here, Matthew. The people want to know... I wonder who, like, is, like, a full through-and-through Matthew stan. I really wanted this podcast to get, like, super successful because I feel like the type of people who just listen for Matthew, like, I want to meet those guys because I love them. <laughs> I'm a Matthew Stan. Yeah, but, that's me. That's why I listen to the yeah. podcast. <laughs> I just love the rambles. Um, uh, full disclosure: I don't like this movie. Mm-hmm. It just I when 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 it did happen when you know we were kids and stuff. People watched it, and I literally think like the people who bullied me as a kid really like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! And so hearing those like nacho or like all of a sudden like I hate it. Like that I, was it just, my like, friend group. Yeah, that was literally your friend group. <laughs> your friend group probably would have bullied me. I, it's I, because we, we, we hadn't hit the point yet where our paths yeah. would have crossed, Jake, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I just don't, I don't really, I don't really, I, I don't see the appeal. This movie is like just not for me, which is like wild. Because, uh, you know, I like Jack Black. I, I do think it's a little like sucky that Jack Black is just a white dude. Although hilarious, uh, I did want to say this. 
you, I, I looked up because I always like forget because I watch this movie. I'm like, how did they get away with like casting Jack Black as like you know the the lead in this? So I always look up: is Jack Black like you know any kind of Hispanic or whatever? And what the second drop down that I see is it's on Quora and it's like, is Jack Black Mexican? And the fir- the answer is no. Even if he was, Mexican isn't a race, it's a nationality, and he's clearly an American Caucasian right-wing extremist. Whoa! <laughs> no, wait, what? No idea where that came from. Or what, like, what is going on here? Um, so that was wild. Uh, I just felt like I needed to share that one. Because uh, mm. what? But, uh, like, like there, I give this movie points for its creative premise. It is, like, a wild, like, th- throwing darts at a board kind of premise. Uh, at least to me, I, I haven't seen a movie like this, but it, it's it's really just not my movie. I, I really don't like, I think Jack Black has better humor in other things. I, I think, I, I just don't think this, this is not Jack Black for me. This is like a, I don't, I don't like being reminded of this movie. Um, mm. it, 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 I, I, don't, I can't speak on if it's a good or bad movie. I just don't like it. And like, that's, that's just where I stand. Well, with that, we'll all jump into introducing Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Um, however, Something to chew on. No, no, last no, little no, thought no. before we no, 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 start no. comparing them. Um, oh no! Oh no! Get the cookies <laughs> away from him! <laughs> uh, fun fact, but Nacho Libre is actually based on a real luchador. Yeah, um, yeah. By by the name of Frey Tormenta. Um, so there was in fact a, a wrestling friar out there in, in Mexico <laughs> making ends meet for his orphans, which I think is very fun. Anyway, so Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. A bunch of high schoolers get sent to detention for different reasons. They pull out this old, stinky, old uh, Atari-looking game console to to play some video games. Mm -hmm. And it turns out it's a cursed game console. uh, Cursed with the powers of Jumanji. So they get sucked into (laughs) Jumanji. Um and they have to beat the game, save Jumanji in order to escape. And Jumanji, uh, <laughs> Jumanji, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it, it's just a, a little romp with with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan, um, all pretending to be uh, played by high schoolers. Go Karen Gillan for getting a role that is not just her completely covered in makeup, and they would have some fun. I like Karen Gillan. Yeah, um, yeah. So. But that said, that's why I picked this movie. Um, I think as far as like recent Jack Black stuff goes, Chimanji is just like always stood out to me as something that was really, really fun. Um, I enjoyed seeing it for the first time many a year ago. I enjoyed um, rewatching it. Oh, and um, this was released in 2017 and directed by Jake Cassidon. Nice. Apologies for not calling that out earlier. It's okay. Um, we forgive you. Thank you. Um, and Some will. <laughs> There's just like a lot of I feel like there's a lot a, a deceptively large amount of charm. Um, in particular, I think we get like a very different sort of Jack Black because it is him pretending to be a teenage girl. Um, so instead of like kind of thing, it's like, I don't know, being surprised he has a penis. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is in turn yeah it's just different you know a different different version of that yeah i i just i i just really like this movie uh for yeah. some reason you know it's got yeah it, it's got a i'll jump in here if you don't mind it's got a it's it's got a special sauce i i like you know 
immediately clenched when this movie got announced because it's like Jumanji and like how are you gonna follow up the Robin Williams Jumanji? Like that's that's a classic to me. I, I love that movie. Followed up what um, 20, 25 years later or something. Yeah. What and about like, Zathura? I also like Zathura. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I saw Dax it when Shepard I was a kid. That? Yeah. I, Is I it think. Dax Shepard? Wow. I don't know. I saw it when I was a kid and I remember liking it, but you know, obviously Jumanji is better the OG. But then honestly, like look, you get the rock, you get Kevin Hart, and they have such great chemistry. And then you throw in like it a genuinely a really surprising, like I Jack Black, great performance. Like I, I just was like, oh my god, he's like randomly back again. I was like so I remember being excited that he got like casted. I was like, oh that's like fun. You know, he's gonna be in a blockbuster movie. He hasn't done that in a while. Um, it's no, like Peter Jackson's King Kong's, but, but you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I, I just like, this is a surprisingly good movie. Like that's, that's yeah. where like a stand with it. I mean, like Jack Black is super fun in it and you could tell like, he's just having like a good time. It's not a stereotypical with Jack Black, but it's like, it's fun. Like, it's still like, it's good. Um, I like it. I like, I, I like it. Like it's one of those simple, like I, I had a fun time watching it. I don't got to think too hard about it. Um, you know, yeah, I like it. Nice. I, I really like this movie. Um, yeah, it's an Alex Jake, movie for sure. Similar to Jake. I was not very excited when I heard about it. Cause I was like, meh, but I think it like does a surprisingly good job at all the things that you think it would be really awful about. Like the characters seem fairly deep. Um, the Jack Black character is like surprisingly heartwarming when you think she's going to be awful the whole time. Yeah. Um, it does a lot of good stuff. And the joke of Jack Black being a teenage girl, I don't think gets old the entire movie. Like it it's totally just, could. It totally could totally if it was good. done poorly and it's done so well. That being said, it's a big ensemble movie. Jack Black, I do think is my favorite character in the movie, but he is not the center of it. I don't know. It's tough. And he, he doesn't really like he, he does add a lot to it. And it's one of like the surprising good things again about the movie, but I don't necessarily think he like defines it. I, I definitely think the rock and Kevin Hart are like the big. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's the their duo that yeah. put the butts in seats, you know? Right. Yeah. And but Reese I, Darby, of course, shout out fly the Concords again. Boom. We did so it. good. So good. <laughs> He's great. He's so great. I love him. I do think Jack Black, though, is a funny character in this movie because not only is he one of the most heartwarming characters in the movie, he also has like the most explicit arc because the entire time he's like, where's my phone? And then later on, he's like, does not having my phone make me a good person? <laughs> uh, which is so funny that they just like it's outright great. say that. For the character. It's pretty great. It's good. All right. So jumping into actually comparing these, um, obviously, you know, the elephant in the room sounds like it's going to be on one side, We've got Jumanji, which you guys sort of think of as not like a Jack Black movie. He is like a part of a larger cast. Great part. Super surprising. Nacho Libre, which is, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty front and center up there. Um, but for some of us, not, yeah, not my favorite. favorite. And for others, uh, a milding or a middling experience. Yeah, I mean, it. J- uh, Nacho Libre definitely is not one of my favorite Jack Black experiences. I just felt like you know, it needed to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Oh, I <laughs> Even agree. Even if, uh, no, for uh, sure. Yeah. 
No, there's no harm. Like, I, I think having Nacho Libre in the, the bracket makes complete sense. I feel like if a lot of people were like, what is the best Jack Black movie? Uh, they Like, people would rank this pretty high. I they, feel like, like people would say Nacho Libre on, like, a gut instinct kind of thing. Not like anyone necessarily, like, wants to go watch Nacho Libre all the time. I feel like it's a, like, oh, if I don't, like think too hard about Jack Black movies, I feel like a lot of people will gut instinct say Nacho Libre. Yeah, I don't think it's the sort of thing that people are rewatching every few years. Most people, yeah. if I had to guess, have not seen it since they were a kid. Um, something, yeah. So I, I think that that's like, you know, is a very Jack Black-centric, but kind of middling experience worth more on the Jack Black scale than what is a really fun but not center stage Jack Black performance, you know? Hmm. So um, my argument here kind of, my like thought process is, you know, I've never been a stickler when we do these brackets about like yeah, how, how much screen time is it? If it's like really impactful or whatever, and he's in it throughout. It's not like a Nicolas Cage Spider-Verse thing where like sure. he actually has a few lines. Like Jack Black is like, he's there like the whole movie more or less. I think it's such a, like a strong, like powerful, like when we're looking for a Jack Black movie that we can, like there's still stuff we can extrapolate, you know, Mm -hmm. like I I don't think that's necessarily points down in this one for it. Just like in Tropic Thunder, honestly, like Jack Black is there the whole time and like does that they work in similar ways for me. Like it doesn't take away. I still think because it's Jack Black that we're talking about, like he, he makes it, he gives us the fuel. He gives us the ammo. Like, the stuff's there. It's still a Jack Black performance that I would think of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that that's a, a good way to kind of broach the the, the topic there. Um, it adds a lot, I think, to Jumanji and its overall enjoyable, or how enjoyable it is. With that said, as far as other points of comparison go here... I mean, I guess both movies have a lot of characters. I think they handle their larger casts a bit differently. Obviously, mm-hmm. Nacho Libre is a little bit more focused on exclusively um, one Nacho. Um, whereas um, <laughs> Jumanji, I think it's spread between their cast a little bit. But the, the focal point is obviously um, The Rock's character uh, yeah. slash uh, Alex oh, you think The Rock's going to be in a movie and he's going to make himself be the side character? Come on now. Do you think it was a contractual <laughs> thing that he had no weaknesses? No, it, it is because it's it's making fun of a real. Do y'all know his like thing with like Vin Diesel and the beef or whatever. Yeah, yeah. they have to have like equal. They can't equal lose fights. More he can't fights. like lose a fight, like especially if it's like a fist fight. The Rock cannot lose. That's like in his contract in any movie he makes. That's so funny. So so wild. Oh yeah, we talked about that when we talked about Fast Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I feel like that snuck its way into a contract somewhere. A hundred ten percent. (laughs) No, this is also super interesting, kind of like getting uh, another thing I was thinking of, like, Nacho Libre was what, 2005, you said? Uh, Yeah, sure. 2006. So, like, like, start, like, Jumanji's our, like, most recent Jack Black thing that we have on here, right? Yeah. I, I think that it's so interesting seeing the difference in like Jack Black stuff. I don't think he would do Nacho Libre again. Um, I don't think so either. And that's, that's kind of like interesting to me to see like, okay, then what role would Jack Black do again or like do? And it was this out of like everything where it's not even like full Jack Black, but it's like, he was just doing something new and something fun. Um, So I think that's like really fun. 
And credit to Jumanji for giving us a different kind of Jack Black performance, but still feeling like, man, like every time he's there, I'm just like, I am so glad you're in this movie. You know what I mean? Whereas in Nacho Libre, I'm like, I don't know if you should have done this movie. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He adds so much to Jumanji. Like the relationship between his character and all the other characters would feel so different if it was a different actor, you know? Him Mm -hmm. and Karen Gillan teaching her how to flirt is such a good scene. But, like, if someone else had been doing it, I don't know that it would have been as good. Like, he really brings so much to the movie. Specifically talking about that teaching to flirt scene, there is, like, a huge, huge piece of that is Jack Black's just charisma. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something I don't think we've really talked about yet in the bracket but exudes so many of the roles he's in is like, he just seems like a genuinely really, really charismatic and like fun to be around person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that like that scene, despite playing a character really shows a lot of it off. And I think it gets to the point you're talking about Alex of like, if it was a different actor, it would feel totally different, obviously, but like, it just like wouldn't carry the same energy. Um, and he also instructs flirting pretty naturally. I imagine you know, I would love it's to the confidence, Jack dude, Black, Jack know? Black. It's the confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'll, nice. I'll say not to not to uh, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, objectify Jack Black, but I will say we get a lot of Jack Black's tummy in Nacho Libre and it's uh, pretty good. <laughs> he um, <laughs> it, hey, there's a sex appeal about Jack Black. A hundred ten percent. I don't know what it is in Nacho Libre, but there's something about how he carries himself and um, whatever that I'm like, you know, maybe he maybe he would be kind of strong, actually. Ooh, uh, and you do like your strong man. I do. I like my strong boys. <laughs> um, uh, audience, can can I just say, like, before the podcast started, literally, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew bullied me again for not, like, working out. Like, I, my, my brother works out fairly well, and he posts a lot, you know, on his social medias, and uh, he's looking beefy. He's, he's doing the work. Yeah, and then man. Matthew literally, like, turns to me, and he's like, why don't you do that? <laughs> Jake, you you're gangly limbs. You don't yeah, have, you have literally to said, have. He literally said, "You don't have to have the lanky gene." And I'm like, "What does that mean, Matthew? What does that mean?" Anyway, so yeah, I guess you know, points for Jack Black looking strong and Nacho Libre, whatever. Yeah, he's got some good fits, and he and he he looks kind of strong. So you know, it's like it speaks to me. Um, with that said. <laughs> His little cart thing. Yeah. It's like a moped with like a wheelchair on the front. It's like a souped up thing. That thing looks so sick. <laughs> that it, it that thing is so rad. Like if they've been in, in Jumanji, rolled up into the vehicle shed and saw the, the little wheelchair <laughs> moped, I've been like, what? It, it just like, I don't know. That's like one. That's a high point for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though, weirdly, something I, I just want to talk about a tiny bit. Nacho Libre is weirdly horny for, like, a That's kid's Jack Black. movie. That's Jack Black, man. He just adds that. Again, the sex appeal. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but, like, yeah. 
he's so the man is down so bad for some female companionship it's crazy i guess it was like a i think it's a statement literally on like the church and like celibacy and all that stuff like i really think Uh. it's pent up like sexual desire and all that because all the you know and at the end are are him and um uh him and sister and carnacion i believe Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um there there's like a knowing little glance at the end in the bus oh they, they be beeping and bopping no oh, no I doubt so they'd be beeping nice. and bopping for sure we'll call that a, a w for i kind of got like uh, <laughs> this is this is one of my last things and i think we should vote um yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think we should vote uh, i got jump scared by this movie uh because <laughs> the the actress who plays the the nun uh Ana de la Regra, like she was in Army of the Dead. And so yeah. that Fuck. jump scared me because I just thought of Zack Snyder. <laughs> and, you know, I, I didn't think I'd be thinking of Zack Snyder while watching Jack Black movies. So that's my vote. I'm going to vote for Jumanji for that reason. Mm. And and because I'm not a fan of Nacho Libre. I apologize to any Libre fans out there, but not really. I don't think <laughs> you need to. I feel like if anyone is like a big fan of this movie now, I'm pretty I'd be pretty surprised about that. Like <laughs> if you've watched this movie recently and you're still a big fan of it, it's got its moments, but it also has like its moments, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. And there like, are a lot of the moments. Just like if you compare this movie to Jumanji to me, it's no question. I am also voting for Jumanji. Well, that makes it a threefer because I'm I'm also going uh, to vote for Jumanji. Uh, we say goodbye to, to Nacho Libre. Uh, science Nacho! wins out over Catholicism. I mean, I think what what has to be said though is Nacho Libre has a bunch of in my mind classic Jack Black lines like stretchy pants and eagle powers, and I mean like all these things are just like things that I have associated with Jack Black for the last uh, uh, I don't know eighteen years of my life since I saw this movie. Um, oh no, but the, the toughies, the cuties are going to do the math. <laughs> Determine yeah, exactly us, is the amount of years since Nacho Libre came out. <laughs> <laughs> minimal, minimal. Uh, uh, by the way, that's at Tough Cut Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. Um, I hope we gain it. We did gain a follower on the Jack Black Zone. Wow, a couple really? followers. We hey, did. Wow. Look at us go. Well, with that, um, <laughs> Jumanji, welcome to the jungle, advances. More um, like welcome to the semifinals, am I right? Ayo. Uh, hey, oh, oh. Welcome to the semifinals. Guys, there's um, a world where uh, Jumanji goes up against uh Tropic Thunder. That is true. That there is, is a wild comparison. Technically that possible. That is, that is, yeah. They're dudes playing dudes. <laughs> uh, hey, Jack that- Black was a dude in this one playing a dude. <laughs> yeah, right? Like that's that's pretty crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Jake, do you want to go ahead and introduce Be Kind Rewind? Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, Be Kind Rewind is the last one, uh, you know, that I pitched. And it's 2008, by, directed by yeah, Michel Gondry. This is, you know, while attempting to sabotage the local power plant, freeloader Jerry <laughs> accidentally becomes <laughs> magnetized and wipes all the videos for the Be Kind Rewind rental score, which is like a blockbuster. Uh, the store owner, Mr. Fletcher, is uh, already facing closure, and now the few customers he has have nothing to watch. Uh, one of them asked for a remake of Ghostbusters, and the acting manager 
Mike and Jerry do a bootleg 20 minute remake using an old camcorder. And it's look, this movie is like a classic to me. Like it, it, it tickled my brain. Like it's been tickling my brain for a while. Like I always think of it. I always think of the phrase, like be kind, rewind always like something like is very beautiful and nostalgic about like, um, like the blockbuster video of it all and everything. Uh, that was very important to me as a kid. Um, and it, it just like stuck with me. I, I don't know. Something about this movie like really, really sticks with me. Uh, most deaf, you know, Jack Black. I think it's fun. Sigourney Weaver, you know, pops in there, which is really great. Um, I just like uh, something about it. Something about it really sticks with me. I, I, I can't exactly put my thumb on it. And I had another good time uh, rewatching it because it's, it's silly. Alex, tell me how you feel. Truthfully, it wasn't really my favorite. Um, it was good. I thought it was a good movie. It's just not really what I expected Jack Black to be doing. For sure. So I like, I was kind of expecting something different. I didn't really know what it was going into it. It's a good movie. It, I don't think, was for me, unfortunately. But I thought it was good. I don't know. I'm like really not nostalgic about like blockbuster or like home videos or anything like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've always kind of been annoyed by like home videos and like America's funniest home videos just kind of like pisses me off. Um, So like, I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. And so like them, like remaking a bunch of movies was like interesting, but for me got very old very quickly. Fair. Um, yeah, but it's like it's a sweet movie. It I think is uh, it does good stuff. Uh, it has great theming, talking about like community and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just not really for me. Fair. So this is a movie that um, I have a, a very, very soft spot for. I saw it as a kid and it's just like similar to Jake stuck with me for a really, really long time. Um, I think that there is a lot that is very charming about this movie um, and also despite the like absolutely mental premise of Jack Black (laughs) tries to sabotage the power plant and gets magnetized being the setup for the story is like the dumbest shit on the planet. Love it. Um, But like, despite all that, I'm, I'm still like very here for a lot of what this movie does. You know, I think that there, there are like greater themes of, uh, you know, creativity and self-expression and a lot of that that runs very deep in the veins of this movie that i think is really really sweet yeah um yeah so overall um i enjoyed watching it for the most part um or re-watching it for the most part you know it doesn't all hold up I- as well as i remember it same um, yeah that was that was interesting um some of that being that it's like there's like some plot lines that feel like very disjointed. And I'm like, I don't know why we dedicated screen time to this <laughs> um, when like the core idea of just like video store remakes movies and say it like helps their community um, is just like really fun on its own. Um, and it feels like there's a lot of like unresolved <laughs> conflicts at the end of the movie uh-huh. um, <laughs> that they just hang in the air. Uh, with that said, a movie that never drops a single plot line. <laughs> a movie perfect in all features. Oh, wow. um, on the other side of this bracket, uh, we've got Big Monkey himself. Uh, <laughs> Jack Black. <laughs> uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong, released in 2005. Uh, it's the weirdest thing 
Um, I don't remember really pitching this movie, but I guess I did. I you think know? you just, I don't, you were really into it. Like you, you really, I remember we were like on our pitch document and yeah. we had picked movies and Matt, you had a blank space. And then the next time I checked, it said in all caps, King Kong, big monkey. And then I checked mm. again and I saw that get deleted. And then I saw it come back saying King Kong, big monkey in God. your space. So it must've been you. It sounds like it was you. I just don't know. Uh, like listeners of this podcast know you love Big Monkey. I don't like. <laughs> I, it literally <laughs> feels true. the most you pick. I don't like. That's true. That's true. You know. I so I guess with that, um, uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Uh, it was truly beauty that killed the beast. Um, not gunfire. So forced. <laughs> Such a forced line at the end. It's awful. <laughs> um basically jack black is a filmmaker uh, and he's gonna go to hollywood jail um because he's not making his his producer's money and so he's like i'm gonna run away on a ship um and uh, casts a vaudeville-esque lady performer and adrian brody is there and he's a famous playwright and he's writing the movie um, and there's some people on the boat, um, <laughs> the, the crew, and uh, they have a whole mixed metaphor about Heart of Darkness. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But most Andy of them Serkis die. Is King Kong, Big Monkey. Yeah, most of them die, though. And um, then they're never seen again once they return to New York. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> is Andy Serkis also that one crew member? Because it looks a lot yes, like that. Him. Yeah, that's yeah. Andy Serkis. Cool. Uh, but with, with with that really said, um, Jack Black is a, a film producer. They they hop on a boat. They go to Skull Island. Um, nice. Before be the franchise. Very rude to some natives. Yeah, super uh, rude. Do they <laughs> just awful. like kill all of them? Is yeah, that what happens? I'm pretty sure. Because I'm it's like, like, yeah. It just like a suddenly King Kong grabs her and then there are no more natives. Yep. It's like, what? What happened here? There's a very strange scene cut from the movie where they committed genocide. It was very bad. Yeah, very uh, it bad. seems like it. It seems like um, that was a scene that was cut. Uh, and then basically King Kong takes um, uh, our, our lovely Andero away and um, the they go to try and save her from King Kong and Skull Island. Um, an island that is 75% occupied by dinosaurs, uh, 20% occupied by giant insects, and 1% occupied <laughs> by big monkey. By Jack Black. Um, oh. And uh, now 0% occupied by natives. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep uh, unfortunately. And just like all those natives that needlessly died, all of the crew needlessly dies trying to save uh, Andero for some reason. Mm-hmm, and then they mm-hmm. kidnap King Kong and take mm-hmm. him to New York. Mm-hmm. And he breaks free. And then they kill yeah. him. So why did you pitch this movie, Matt? <laughs> um, you know, it. sometimes you just need to watch a three hour long movie um, just for fun. I hope we never have a bracket <laughs> with long fucking movies because that would be a slog, dude. Um, yeah, so um, Jack Black is in this. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, he's in it. And everyone else is speaking in like a 1930s accent, and Jack Black is just talking he's just like Jack not. Black. <laughs> he he. Other than doing his like mouth scatting and random sounds, he's just doing a Jack Black voice. Um, yeah. With that said, like it's not a bad movie. 
is just three hours. Look at one Oscars. Yeah, did like, it actually? Straight up, That's, it won for best visual effects and best sound mixing and best sound editing, which is That's fair. Wild. Um, like, there's a lot to like here. Uh, it just doesn't use its three hours very effectively. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what do you what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Big what monkey happened? fall is sad. Big monkey cry. Big Jack monkey doesn't. Cry. Big monkey. They don't get to the island until an hour into the movie. What do you mean? What do you oh, mean? and then they spend the last forty minutes in New York. I yeah. think the most bizarre thing about the classic King Kong story is that they like, you know, the, and the, this one, I'm making fun of this one specifically, but like they see King Kong and they're like, you know, where he belongs in an opera, like in theater. That's well, wild. I think that's a, to me, that I think is a, 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 a time thing like yeah. because back then there was a whole thing of like the spectacle and like circus sure. like circuses were new and it was like they want to find the weirdest craziest thing because they can make a but in money new york to get people to see it. a big city big monk that's like that's dumb, lots of people right? to, lots of people to see big monkey was he like greed is weird reformed up until they got him into the theater they just like put a big tarp over him so no one saw him. <laughs> yeah, like how did they get Big yeah, Monkey? Yeah, how did in they there? get him? They did they build the theater around Big Monkey? This was several <laughs> months later, wasn't it? Dude, uh, guys, okay. Him. Time in this movie is handled so poorly. King Kong's size is handled so poorly. In the last scene alone, when King Kong is on top of the Empire State Building with Anne, he changes like every shot. When they're from her perspective, he's really. Uh, big when he's like wide shots him on top of the building he's really small like he just constantly changes size um also time he escapes from the theater during the show so what 8 p.m 9 p.m mm-hmm. when he gets shot down from the top of the empire state building the sun is rising so it's like 7 a.m <laughs> so him like spinning around on that frozen lake with Anne was like 12 hours it's crazy. They did some stuff they can't show you, all right? <laughs> yeah, their relationship? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, got the a little that, crazy. The, like, the cornerstone in a lot of ways of this movie's, like, plot, Beauty Kills the Beast, whatever, is a love triangle, or love <laughs> polygon between Adrian Brody and a giant ape is fucking uh, absurd. More absurd than Be Kind Rewinds, you know, magnetism <laughs> shit. I'll, I'll say it right now. I'll say it. Which Be Kind Rewind has its own, like, five-second love triangle, almost, that they then is, like, dropped after a single scene. Yeah. It seems Well, then they realize that they could it. just put Jack back in another love triangle thing in King Kong, so, it's, you know, they mm. covered its bases. Truly was mm. beauty that killed the beast. <laughs> I, I, I we haven't even said how we feel about this movie because we're just Sorry. shit on it. No, you're totally fine. Uh, look, this has an 84 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This one Oscar, it's, it's not like a bad movie. It's well loved. People love this like, movie. It's just, it, it, it's lot. just weird. It's just weird. It's a weird movie, and I think King Kong is better when he just gets to be monkey. Not the only. Th- I remembered two things from this movie. I remembered him being shot down from the Empire State Building, and mm-hmm. I remembered King Kong fights a T Rex. Yeah. I did yeah. not remember that he fights three T Rexes at once. And that's, that's sick cool. as hell. It's, it's pretty so cool. cool. That scene goes hard, and King Kong's got like a, a handicap the whole time because he's like protecting Ant, and he still fucking bodies three T Rexes. That's yeah, so it's sick. Pretty yeah. cool. I will say I have to hate this movie because bug scene because of spiders. Uh, Which, but 
Yeah, I was gonna. Are you gonna say the same thing that I'm gonna say? Go ahead, you take it. You take. No, it. you take it. You're big monkey. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I, we might not be going 100 percent the same thing, but a super super fun fact about specifically Bat the Spider suit. Pit. Yeah. Um, it was Ugh. in the 1933 King Kong had its Spider Pit cut from the movie. Yeah. Because it was because deemed too fuck gruesome. That. So oh, Peter yeah. Jackson, uh, in making his own. A, a, a year before, or maybe the same year it came out, I'm not 100% sure, made his own spider pit sequence for the 1933 King Kong to be like, yeah. here's what it would have looked like. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to make a whole King Kong movie too. Yeah, um, <laughs> really, really cool, but also like, I, I hate spiders. So like, no. But I will say another thing about it that's really, really, really cool and why I have to give that scene a little credit is if you look at the behind the scenes of them shooting that, they literally didn't even, they just told like Jack Black and all of them just like swing shit around. Well, like just literally swing shit around. We don't even know what's <laughs> happening. Like just swing it around. We'll fill it all in. And the behind the scenes is so funny. Like it's so, so good. <laughs> like they literally like Jack Black was like, rah, 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 rah. and he's just like, they had to edit around that. They, and it's like really, really cool watching that behind the scenes because it's like literal movie magic but also that scene felt the most jack black behind the scenes like if you saw it because it's literally him just going <laughs> hog wild and it's so, so funny so that scene hearing this behind the scenes stuff is very fun and very cool watching the movie it felt so out of place and unnecessary well, like yeah just yeah. beyond the spiders and bugs being like really creepy which i know affected jake in a very strong way but like there's no reason for them to like fall down the hole, fight a bunch of bugs, and then it just be done and they're out of the hole. I think we like, realized why it got scrapped in the original. Like it, it the only thing it added was that way those people could come back and rescue them. And it's like, well, why'd they leave? Like, why didn't they leave when the guy you know, it's literally I hate spiders, man. The, so the middle portion of King Kong is just like the hour and 20 minutes that they're on the island. And it's like repeated terrible fucking decisions. Like yep. 18 people died because for some reason you're like, we have to rescue Anne. Like, I get it. it. It's like a human life and all that. And nah, I'm a pr- pretty woman in, in 1930s. But like, <laughs> dude, is our 18 people's lives worth this well okay and i think that honestly is the one thing that i like about jack black's character is that he is like deeply uh uh what's the word uh sex flawed yeah yeah he is and flawed like he wants to go on the island so he can film the island and film a movie of them rescuing her and the rest of the people are dumb and should have just left yeah, that, that is something I do really enjoy is like we get the most morally bankrupt Jack Black. Mm-hmm. I think that like he is not like a great person in most of these movies. Um, <laughs> I'm now realizing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's true. <laughs> um, but he is like morally bankrupt in, in King Kong. It's very interesting. One thing I did want to break up like an actual comparison because, you know, We've spent 20 minutes. He kind of rewinds on the other side. No, but it's interesting because like Jack Black makes a lot of movies like kind of about filmmaking and about like the movie like process. I mean, Tropic Thunder is another example of this where like they're literally all be kind of rewind like they're they're making movies and they're doing that. And it's very clear 
how much Jack Black loves the process and loves the creative process of it and how like wild that is. And I think it's so interesting comparing these two because one is like this grand spectacle, like King Kong or whatever. And one's just like making a whole movie about Ghostbusters and like, you know, the little like silly stuff and like kind of the personal community feeling of making a movie is and how it could and sh- probably should be versus King Kong, big spectacle, people dying because he needs to get out of his, you know, Hollywood hell and... Yeah, so it's just interesting to me that Jack Black like gravitates towards those roles, but especially comparing these two, I think Be Kind Rewind is more effective in the whole like film process and like I like the message more. Like it's like more uplifting and more like fun sure. rather than because it's fucking horrific to think that your producer, director, whatever is willing to sacrifice your life for the end product. Like Jake, yeah. if the show you were working on, if your producer was like, you're gonna have to stand <laughs> hey, in this lava hey Jake, as go, you die. Go, go poke that big monkey with a stick and see what happens. <laughs> if there's big monkey, I don't know. I, I might do it if it's big monkey. Don't yeah, worry, like, we'll point insane. a camera at you and if you die, we'll donate the proceeds to your family, to yeah. your wife and child. I mean, it is a more like, <laughs> some productions are like that. Like that is, I mean, not to obviously those stakes, but you know, a lot of like producers, sure. especially like, that is real, but I Anything also think like I like thing yeah i i i know that it's real and i'm not bashing it for like oh it's like i i don't think that's a good message i think i just like the message that it also can be real that films can be a community and that it doesn't have to be this high art for it to still be really awesome art and amazing stuff and you know all that i just like i like both are true but i like be kind rewind more because it feels more i don't know fucking positive you know it's okay for film to be a positive experience do you guys think it hurt when jack black did the magnet p <laughs> he's a method yeah, actor I can't, so can't believe they actually had to magnetize him for that also no why the, is... the beginning pitch the reason why you're so be- bewildered by it is because that wasn't the opening they just were filming jack black one day and he was walking by <laughs> and he got electrocuted <laughs> He's yeah. like, I'm going to destroy that fucking Transformer. <laughs> it was going to be a, a documentary about Jack Black, and they were filming him, and he snuck into a power plant and got uh, magnetized. It's just such a good... I that it, It's just like such a good moment. Just It is. It, it is. I love funny. their costumes of like sneaking into the power plant is them painted backs for that exact mm-hmm. uh, yeah. moment. That's very good. That's a great joke. It's genius. It's genius. Something I think is a big issue for both of these movies, as I talked mm-hmm. about when we were introducing them, is they drop plot lines so impressively. And it's more impressive that King Kong has three hours and it still drops plot lines. Yeah, it's kind of an issue. Like, it's interesting to me because they feel like disjoint. They feel like they're dropping plot lines or getting disconnected for different reasons. It's to me, it feels like Be Kind Rewind. It's like they once they moved on from something, I don't know, like I can't express in words really well why I feel like that's the case. But I feel like there's different underlying reasons that these movies dropped plot lines or moved past them. Like the the odd romantic triangle that exists for like a single scene and be kind rewind feels like it was dropped or forgotten about for different reasons compared to um, the kid and the sailor. Yeah, yeah. the um. Uh, the cabin boy, whatever his name was, like Jimmy or something. It feels like different reasons that those plots are dropped. And mm-hmm. I just don't I don't know. 
like obviously it's easy to point fingers at King Kong and say you had three hours. How did you sure. fucking drop shit a- along the way? But I do think we have to to the credit of or discredit of both movies um, acknowledge that they're both just like like what was happening in like the scripting or the editing. Et Part of it process, like with me you know? feels like and be kind of rewind. They just like kind of ran out of time like it literally feels kind of like more indie like i think they just didn't have the budget for like some things and that just happens like a lot of stuff gets axed i bet the original script did address like probably all those things in, in a way i mean this director is also like th- this is the person who did you know internal sunshine of the spotless mind and stuff like that also fun fact i don't know why this keeps coming up but i guess you know whatever he directed uh episode of fly of the concords as well <laughs> oh, um, weird yeah weird. just you know Light of the life concords riff happens today. that way that um, is fair because King yeah, Kong's I, budget was like two hundred million dollars, huge. Like there, like there were. Mil. It's a studio. Like it's Peter Jackson. Like there, I just I forgive. Be kind. Rewind more for that stuff because it just it just happens more than mm-hmm. I forgive. Like King Kong, who definitely had the time and the money to do that. This is like going way back, uh, but I thought of it and I thought it was a pretty funny joke. But then there wasn't a good time to say it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, and good, so good. I'm gonna say it now. Yeah, um, Matt, you were like. Something I want to talk about with both of these movies, and I was going to say Big Monkey. That's it. That's what you're going to say. Thank you for bringing that back up. That's a really good point. Actually, Uh, they do. Don't they like reference King Kong in Be Kind Rewind? I think so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We have a they they have a they pretend to do he Jack Black is King Kong and he tries. Oh, yeah. 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 I ran through the building. I was like, oh, wow. We've got a King Kong versus King Kong. And movie maker versus movie maker, you know? Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> Jake, start us off. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think the Be Kind Rewind has its issues, but I do think it's a more enjoyable film for me. And I like I, I like Jack Black's like performance in it. It feels really, something is very endearing about that character. Um, and it stuck with me. So I'm voting Be Kind Rewind. I think I have to vote King Kong in this one. Yeah, I think... To me, in these movies, Jack Black's character is more interesting to me in King Kong and, I don't know, Big Monkey. <laughs> mm. Makes a very compelling argument. No, no! He got him! <laughs> no, <monkey>. no way! <laughs> I got him with the Big Monkey, didn't I? <laughs> it's a, it's just a multi-layered callback to your joke from earlier, right. to the film itself. Right. Like, Thanks, it's, like a, it's like Thanks. three points on a line. <laughs> what's that monkey eating big bananas oh no god i don't know dude a people apparently yeah sacrifices that's real which we didn't unpack that at all not at all not at all well there were no natives alive to answer any of those questions <laughs> awful i guess with that yeah I, I i think i can i can vote here you can Thank you for the permission, Jake. That's what we've been waiting yeah, for. Yeah, I know. Jesus it's Christ. been so long. I'm so, I forgot that was my job. I honestly, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Alex will cut it out of the episode. Someone so is getting fired know. again. Someone. My assistant. <laughs> Steven didn't put it in oh, the script. Jesus. God, my assistant sucks. Steven, he's our lawyer, our writer, and also Jake's assistant. <laughs> he's, he's losing his job. And you know what? If anyone wants to be my assistant, submit a resume. Uh, what's our email? <laughs> yeah, what's our email? Uh, Toughcutpod uh, at gmail.com Optimus Prime Rib, I'm looking at you If you want to fucking make a living <laughs> well, send, your, send your resumes to us And we'll critique them <laughs> He will, don't do it we're He'll, gonna, we're gonna he'll do make you feel bad Don't do it. <laughs> Tier list episode <laughs>
<laughs> wow, wait, that would be hysterical. If we had an audience, that'd be really fun. Uh, that participates, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, they don't. We have an you audience. You guys are just silent listeners. But they watch in the shadows. Um, it's so, so lonely out here. Like the natives on the King oh of Kong Island. Oh my God, hiding. Jesus <laughs> uh, You know what? I, I, I'm going to vote, um, I think, to, to finally put it to bed. And as much as I'd love to keep talking about King Kong... I don't know who pitched it. How to get in the episode? <laughs> um, so I'm I'm gonna vote for for Be Kind Rewind here. Um, I think there's a little bit more that I, I want to talk about with it, and a little bit more that I want to try and explore. Uh, with that said, next episode spoilers. If you didn't watch part one <gasps> or listen to part one, go do that. Uh, we've got Tropic Thunder versus School of Rock and Jumanji versus Be Kind Rewind. So look forward to that. I do. I do look forward to it. With that said, if you enjoyed today's episode, you can review us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Rate and review the show. Oh, Spotify now has a that's a thing you can you could do. You could rate us on that as well. So, whoa. So if you're a big time listener and you love to review the tough cut, do it on Spotify now. Yeah. Yeah. Do it on every platform. Maybe that nah, kinda, just Spotify, so they can take put up money. posters on the street. Maybe, yeah. Missing cat payment is podcast. <laughs> Start calling people you know and tell them to listen. Uh, follow us on social media at Tough Cut Pod. Run all of your favorites. Um, and who should they share today's episode with? Go to the zoo and find people around the monkey exhibit and give give our podcast to them. <laughs> yeah, and share it with Peter Jackson if you know him. I want to know what he thinks. I feel like yeah, I I need answers. Who pitched Big Monkey? Who who did it? I bet it was him. He might have pitched it. Do you think he has access to our drive? Hundred ten percent. I share that shit everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we've been infiltrated by Peter Jackson. Amazing. (laughs) Don't worry, we'll watch the Lord of the Rings movies, Mister Mister Jackson. (sighs) But they're so long. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have time for that shit. Guys, if we did a long bracket, that'd be perfect. Uh, If we did King uh, Kong in it, you would put King Kong in it. (laughs) I put a do a long <laughs> bracket. All right, bye. You gotta end it, Jacob. Here you go.